1: Welcome back to the Weekend Ball Podcast. Uh, today, I am joined by Karina Mustafa, some someone who covers WNBA, now is working for Canada Basketball. Uh, I know we're both tennis fans as well, but uh, just thanks so much for for doing this and, and coming on and we'll talk a little bit about uh, the women's national team. And before I get started, um, I just want to ask you a little bit about uh, what's it been like for you to to work for, for Canada Basketball and then obviously see the team uh, make the Olympics as you're working for them.
0: Yeah, so for those who don't know, I started a communications internship with Canada Basketball um, at the beginning of this year, so in January. And I'm in my last semester of my sport media degree at TMU. So it's kind of like the last thing I have to do along with like four other classes because, you know, they love to make your life busy. But uh, no, it's been a really cool experience so far. I think like I pretty much hit the ground running. The senior women's national team had their training camp like my first week working with Canada basketball. So I got to like hang out with like Natalie Achanwa, Kia Nurse, like all these team members in my literal first week at Canada basketball. So it kind of of felt like after two weeks working there that i've been there for like five months already but it's actually honestly been like such a cool experience and thank god they qualified for the olympics because that would have been a completely different vibe for sure if they didn't
1: well, uh do you have any were you starstruck being around those women like at, at training camp did you know any of them uh, heading into it
0: it's funny like i've covered the w for the last three years and i hadn't had any interactions really with any canadian players outside of the canada game last year where when obviously bridget was in town um Mm -hmm. and nat was but she wasn't playing um so really outside of that i hadn't really ever spoken to any of them before i wasn't really starstruck and i and i don't mean that to sound like high and mighty it's more so just like once you've started to be around more of these players you're kind of like oh like they're they're have been certain moments like i went to new york last year to cover a liberty game in person and when you walk by brianna stewart then you're kind of Mm. like oh (laughs) okay um she's kind of a little bit more on that end of this on the spectrum especially because of like how tall she is too so i think that kind of factors into it but no they were honestly like i got to spend two days with them and they were awesome like they're all super lighthearted they really love each other i think like their chemistry both like on and off the court is something that really shines through and just getting to do like one-on-one interviews with them like just talking to them as if they're like regular people like just finding these connections i think um i just gained a lot of respect for them and yeah it was kind of cool to be around i definitely had like a moment where i was like i'm eating lunch with the senior women's national team and that feels like a weird sentence to say But yeah, uh, yeah, no, other than that, it was kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's happening.
1: (laughs) That's so awesome. And just maybe go through, uh, I'm sure the players were asked this question, but I think I should ask you as well, just the emotions running through your your mind at the end of that that Spain hungry game, obviously not even Canada involved, but just what are you thinking in that final stretch when Spain comes up, you know, comes back and and then you can see the Olympics uh, on the horizon?
0: oh man i had that thank you post ready to go <laughs> i had i was talking with maude who's the head of digital i like, canada basketball um who is like my supervisor and we like he gave me the picture to use i had like the caption all ready to go of like the team huddle because like spain went down like 22 points so like they were down for a lot of the game and you're kind of just like well this sucks because canada lost two really close games that they easily could have won and now this is because of this result like this is just spain has nothing to lose they've already qualified and you're kind of just like making peace with the whole situation and then all of a sudden it's a nine-point game and then it's a five-point game <laughs> it's a two-point game and the tie i'm like yo i can't i'm freaking out mod's freaking out we're like texting back and forth he's in hungary i'm in toronto covering the the game remotely um we're just like freaking out i get the qualified graphic up to post my heart is literally like i am screaming i'm like at this point i'm like no one can see me i'm at home covering this game i remain professional on the basketball account but really i'm sitting on my couch like on the verge of a breakdown And then they win by one point. I send out the post. Immediately goes crazy on social media because everybody's active. Everybody's watching. Everybody's going crazy. Um, Can honestly say that is probably like a top three sports moment that I have ever experienced in my life. Like the adrenaline that was pumping through my veins. I can't even imagine how the players were feeling. Like who I'm sure were like changing their plans for the summer the second spain went down like double digits and yeah. just to have everything change like in an instant basically like that was just an like it was just a hell of a ride roller coaster of emotions um i can't even i can't even believe that happens still like it's still kind of crazy to me
1: I'm just imagining you doing exactly what Silas Swords did and 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 all of the players and just jumping up and down and screaming and and like rolling on the ground with excitement I think that does maybe you uh Karina for that was after you click you know you press uh send yeah then you get to to celebrate that way but uh it was like
0: an out-of-body experience you know like you just you don't you can't you're I feel like I was just like watching myself react <laughs> uh
1: just with that making the olympics like how do you think monumental it is for the program now to to get to be there for the fourth consecutive time and, and how far maybe has the women's team come the past decade or so
0: yeah I mean obviously like they've been super consistent in terms of qualifying for the olympics where it's kind of got to the point where like you expect them to do it even though like Like It's still very, very hard to qualify for the Olympics. And I think like setting that new record of making four consecutive Olympics now is super good for the consistency of the program, because I feel like even moving forward, you have a good balance of your vets and you have a couple of young ones like Silas Swords who you just mentioned, a couple of the college players who have now made the national team who are up and coming. And then you have your vets like you have captain. Uh, Nalia Chanwa, you have Shay Kali, Naira Fields, who have all been around for a very long time. Kayla Alexander is another one. And it's just a really good mix of leadership and people who have already been there. And I feel like that's such a good foundation to build. And the fact that they are able to qualify for four consecutive times is really good for experience, even if and I know the goal is to get a medal and be on the podium. But even if that doesn't happen, honestly, like you're still building towards something and being this consistent means it's going to happen eventually at some point, obviously, would love to have it happen sooner rather than later, especially with, you know, this most likely being uh, Nat's last Olympics. So obviously you want that to happen for them. But I just think like consistency is so key, especially in basketball, which is such an unpredictable sport, as we very much saw over the weekend with qualifying play.
1: And you talked about Achanwa, just what does that do for her maybe legacy with this program to to make it to four consecutive olympics and now she's a mom of course and everyone saw the beautiful uh, kind of montages with her and Maverick it just what how do you even describe how awesome and and incredible she is
0: man she is the leader of this team and it is so apparent and i think Being able to spend a little bit of time with her in Toronto, that really shone through. It shone through in practice, the way that she was leading the team. It shines through when she speaks to media, when she's she's very well spoken. She knows exactly what the goal is. And she kind of just radiates as a leader in every single way. Um, She was always super pumped up, even when Canada was having a bit of a tough time during their qualifying matches. And I think she just has a way of rallying the group together and has been the one who has been on all these Olympic teams, you know, for those last four years and beyond. And I just think like, she just, she has just grown so much into that role and um, all the, all the players on the team are willing to fight are willing to do anything for her and i think that just speaks a ton about her character and just like her passion for canada basketball mm-hmm. she very much wears that flag on her t-shirt with a lot of pride um and all of the players do honestly so yeah she's just kind of remarkable and she like hearing her talk about her son maverick is just awesome like she like she's learned she's and she's even told me and other people just how much she's learned from him in terms Mm -hmm. of just like staying in the moment and being grounded and things like that. And I think that's only going to help her with her leadership skills moving forward. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I just think I have so much respect for her, especially after spending some time with her and I cannot say enough good things about her. And I'm so curious to see what she does in WNBA free agency because that has not been reported on yet. And I know she's probably like, wasn't even thinking about it with this Olympic qualifying tournament, but you know, there's some time now there's some yeah, time now so exactly yeah and i'm
1: sure uh you might get the, the inside scoop maybe i'm not wherever she does end up going but um with that like on the court as well and i'm not trying to be a debbie downer but it wasn't the greatest tournament for canada What what are some areas you think that canada can improve upon going into the olympics
0: yeah, I think number one, they desperately miss Kia Nurse and her shot making. That was to me like the most apparent thing. And like, yeah, Bridget's, Bridget scored a lot of points this weekend, but a lot of her three-pointers weren't falling. And it just felt like, honestly, like half the time, it felt like they were just really tough shots that were just rimming in and out. And that was just like, what can you do at that point? Because the rim is just unforgiving. But, you know, they were, they were struggling with their shot making. I think that was the biggest thing. I don't think that's going to happen again. I think sometimes you just kind of have to grind through it. Um, there is a little bit of rust. They hadn't played together since November in Colombia, so that is a factor. Hopefully they can spend a little bit more time together with training camps leading up to the Olympics, and I'm sure they'll be fine. Kia's fine too, by the way, just so everybody knows. She's very much fine. If you've been following her on socials, you can see her celebrating with the rest of the team. Uh, so I'm glad they pulled this one out because they're definitely going to need her healthy and ready to go in Paris. But yeah, I think to me, the shot making was the biggest thing because their defense was honestly pretty good i would say throughout the majority of the time And that's something that they really harped on in practice um especially head coach victor la pena like he always said like you keep going until we gain possession of the ball and that is very much the mentality that they play with and it's very hard it's very gritty um and i thought they did follow through it was hard against teams like japan who are so quick um and so unique in their style of play but um defense always is going to lead to better offense. And I think on the offensive side, it was a little bit of a tough weekend for them. Definitely the biggest thing that I saw.
1: Um, And with that as well, I thought Kayla Alexander, like she was on the all, I forget all first team. I don't know what the specific. The starting five. Starting five, there you go. But uh, she was phenomenal. I think she averaged almost 16 and 13. Just talk about her because she has been a stalwart of this program. Um, not four Olympics, only three, which is, you know, still a lot. But uh yeah. talk about her game uh for this program during the qualification, maybe what she can bring to to Paris
0: she has such a steady presence like she was the MVP Um, obviously like when your shots aren't falling you need somebody under the basket who is going to fight to get those second chance opportunities and that's literally what she was doing along with scoring she's been super solid playing overseas as well in France Um, I know she's been out of the W for a while she's another player that I would like to see maybe make a return back to the W at some point but she's been playing like sneakily good consistent overseas basketball and has been showing out for Canada as well too I think they really really need her presence and like a lot that's like it goes back to what i was saying was like they have different people in age groups but they also have different people in terms of skill sets and like what they can do so like kayla is perfect for being on the boards on the offensive and defensive glass um she's perfect for also giving you a solid 15 points per game like that to me is like what comes in with the consistency who is your most consistent player and for this tournament it was her and she could definitely be that um in paris as well too
1: um what what, what were some of the players like I, i'm thinking about the young players like obviously Silas swords actually got a bit of a run with uh victor la pena which was a bit surprising playing even in the fourth quarters in tight games and and obviously yvonne Edgem as well played a little bit as well just what do you make of the young players coming up for for canada and uh, you know, I'd be remiss to, to not mention Aliyah Edwards, uh um Amahir, who played pretty well as well, um Prosper uh in in the NCAA. Just what's maybe describe a little bit about the cro- current crop of young players coming out.
0: Man, Sila Swords, if you don't know that name, you better get familiar with it because she is only in high school and she looked great with the pros she can hang um I think like obviously she can score but I think her defense is really really good the fact that she can keep up with professional players at her age is incredible um she's already looked like strong enough for Victor to be able to rely on her which I think is huge um and Yvonne Ejim, by the way is having an incredible season with Gonzaga um, in the NCAA, I think she's averaging like over 20 points per game. It is on like 10 different awards watch lists. She is like Gonzaga is like undefeated in the year 2024 um i know she didn't get a lot of minutes it was kind of she did look a tiny bit rusty in the small minutes that she got but honestly like i'm so excited for her development and her continuation with canada basketball especially on the senior team because like obviously doesn't have that much senior uh team experience yet but she obviously is getting there Aaliyah edwards who may be getting drafted in the WNBA this year which is super exciting obviously uconn didn't want to let her go for the games that um the games that they were playing during the Olympic qualifying tournament, which like totally fair. UConn suffered a ton of injuries this season, so I don't blame them. But she's another player that's exciting. And like Tisha here honestly, like I was really impressed with her during the Olympic qualifying tournament. I thought she was extremely dominant. I thought she stood her ground. Um, she had like three blocks in that last game huge ones where she would like score on one end and then she'd get back on defense and just block you and I thought like that was huge for her didn't get a ton of minutes in her first year with the Atlanta Dream but I really think she's a player that can bring impactful minutes even if it's just for like say like four or five minutes per game something like that Um, I think her size her presence her footwork like is getting so much better it's something that she's working on too so yeah it's a good crop of young young players that you can watch right now whether it's like high school basketball college College basketball or the w and the good news is is canada has all of them
1: exactly um and going into paris like you know i don't want to ask you to to name make a 12 person lineup but maybe who do you think would be the the starting five in the first game in in paris you know in, in front of the olympic experience
0: Well, firstly, I'm going to knock on all the wood possible to hope that everybody (laughs) is good and healthy and ready to go. Um, Obviously, I would love to see Nat, Kia, um, Kayla, uh, Shay. Uh, uh, Let's see. Fifth one. Who am I missing? Hmm. Who am I missing? I'm trying to think. Yeah. The have a there's there's four i definitely want to see we'll see what happens with the fifth spot but um definitely those four i think just with their experience and um their roles on the team too i'm very curious to see who makes the olympic roster that is one thing i'll say because obviously not everybody who made the qualifying roster mm-hmm. may make the olympic roster so i'm very curious to see who gets that spot um I think Aaliyah Edwards played in the last one, so yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I'll give you I'll give you four because I can't that's, I can't give you the fair. full five. But that's okay, yeah, that's fair. That's kind of who I would like to see. Yeah, to start.
1: Well, what you know, you you kind of touched upon the expectations, and maybe it's a medal, uh, maybe it's you know going a bit deeper than than maybe making it into the the quarterfinals. Like, what are the realistic expectations for this team going into the Paris Olympics?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you've looked at the last couple of years, they finished, like, ninth place, 8th place, 5th place, like, something like that. Um, I think they would very much like to get a little bit higher than that. I know the draw is taking place on, like, March 19 or something, so i'm interested to see who they draw um they survived the group of death at qualifying place so hopefully if they can do that they can do anything i would very much like them to not draw usa because i'm a little bit terrified of them but um other than that i think like if they keep working i don't want to place expectations on them that's the hard part so i'd rather they just like take it day by day game by game um focus on each game plan and I know they have the belief, so then I must have the belief as well too that they can (laughs) they can make it far. I'll say at least hopefully fourth place. Okay, okay, just to get higher than what they've done in the last four years. I think like they're coming to that natural like tipping point or like peaking point or whatever you want to call it, and so if there's a time to do it, it's now. Especially like I said with some of the vets um, that are on this team.
1: I mean, they came fourth place at the twenty twenty two FIFA world cup so like they can definitely do it and that'd be awesome yeah. what would you do if uh they got a bronze or a silver medal would you would you oh cry oh my god
0: I would definitely cry I think I almost cried when they qualified and they weren't even on the court so yeah no I think I would definitely cry I I'd cry for Nat um for sure i think like just thinking about how much it would mean to her and just like the whole team if someone starts crying i will start crying for sure oh. so i will definitely cry i'll definitely scream like just like when the raptors won the championship i kind of just jumped around and screamed everywhere um we'll see where i am if they do something like that but uh so i might have to compose myself if i'm in public but yeah uh, i don't know we'll see we'll and see. make
1: sure the the account is composed as well The Canada yes exactly that's, that's, I,
0: i'm allowed to have like a little bit of enthusiasm you know i gotta yeah. engage with the people
1: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly just a lot of exclamation marks exactly but uh um before i, I let you go just obviously that the men's team's done really well too what what do you think about the prospects of having a joint uh, training camp together and what how cool that would be maybe if it was in Toronto at the OVO Center with you know Shay and and obviously you know there's Kyle and Kayla Yvonne and Melvin like there's brothers uh, sister siblings and, and mm-hmm. like intertwined in, in Canada basketball how cool would that be
0: Oh, it would be awesome. And I know they're also going to be waiting to see if the 3X3 teams will qualify yep. as well, too. So, like, it would be so cool to have, like, as many Canada teams qualify as possible and then work together. Like, I think that just speaks to the success of the Canadian program and where Canada basketball is headed in general. Um, I think, obviously, like, it's been a little bit dominated by USA basketball for a while. And uh, it'll be nice for, you know, the upstairs neighbors to just... uh you know put their put their piece to the puzzle
1: (laughs) yeah i know exactly and maybe see you know dylan brooks uh destroy lebron james in the gold medal (laughs) final and then we have nata doing that to Brianna stewart i think that would be that would be
0: incredible incredible. content
1: yeah that would be that would be a lot of memes i feel like a lot of memes would be uh there, I oh, mean, yeah. Brooks is a meme of, of himself. But uh, uh, before I, I let you go, is there anything you want to plug for the work that you do covering the WNBA, tennis, everything, just anything that, uh, you know, the floor is yours?
0: Yeah, I mean, on the Canada basketball side, we've got a bunch of Black History Month content and features that is set to roll out in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, we're very busy with Olympic qualifying stuff. Um, And then March will be Women in Basketball Month. So super, super excited for that. So stay tuned for that. And then the W season, free agency has been super cool. Um, I host a podcast on Her Hoop Stats with Calvin Wetzel Mm -hmm. called Coast to Coast. And we pretty much break down everything that happens in the WNBA and college basketball every week. Um, we've talked about free agency a ton because the team, the league looks very, very different and we'll make sure to talk about where Natalie Achanwa lands too, whenever we get that news, but yeah, just listen to that. Stay plugged into Canada basketball, stay plugged into tennis. Layla Fernandez won her match in Doha this morning, that I was totally watching in class and not paying attention to my professor because I had an 8am class and she started at 730. So it was perfect timing. Thank you, Layla, for giving me something to consume during class. Um, My prof's definitely not listening to this, so it's all good. You're good. Yeah, awesome. The Canadians are doing well,
1: and the Canadian women are doing well as well. So it's awesome to see. And thanks so much for doing this, Karina. And and check out all your stuff. And uh, uh, hopefully, I I can uh, you know hear back from you maybe this summer. And maybe you have a little uh, bronze medal around your neck of some sort, (laughs) I guess, or something like that. So thanks so much for doing this.
0: That'd be nice. Thanks, Alex.